Simeon Hyman's here, global investment strategist at ProShares. Simeon, a lot to focus on, right, with what we've been seeing in the stock market. Of course, this week's move has been a tough one to the downside. Today, we're getting some of it back. What do you make with the action that we're seeing? And I know you pay close attention to the bond market, treasury yields. How is it all intertwined? Well, look, we had a very strong GDP number this morning, but that's punctuating a lot of decent economic news. Four months straight of ISM manufacturing and services north of 50, that expansionary level, retail sales, very, very strong last month. So it, the recovery is in hand, but of course it, it's not going to be a straight line, more likely to be sawtooth. The virus is picking up in lots of different places. I think for us, the thoughts are twofold. One, you know, dial up a little bit of risk, perhaps in the bond market, and specifically investment-grade corporate bonds, where, remember, the Fed's standing, backstopping that, and they've used only a tiny sliver of their support of that. But of course, when you do that, you got to be aware of interest rate risk. You might want to hedge that. And then on the equity side, take advantage of the opportunity to maybe just dial beta down a little bit, but see prudent sources of a little bit of additional yield. So a little bit of an opportunity to, to rebalance the portfolio for what's likely to be a decent recovery, but a sawtooth one. And of course, we have the election uncertainty. Yeah, I know that. I mean, that's still an overhang, a little bit of a headwind with that. Tell me about your worry. And I want to get to some of the stocks that we have in focus. I know you have Target as a dividend payer, for example. I just wanted to get your thought if we are to have, they're already doing some lockdowns and early shutdowns abroad in Europe. We have things going in the right direction. Jobs, retail sales, housing's been doing great. We see the GDP report. How worried are you about any lockdowns or closings? I mean, how bad is that? Well, it seems unlikely that we're going to have the kind of broad lockdowns that we had at the very beginning of the pandemic. But it would be certainly pretty darn good news to get a stimulus out of Washington post-election, which frankly appears to be reasonably likely regardless of the outcome of the election. And that's one of the reasons why the bond market from a Treasury perspective is probably a little bit at risk. And that's what we saw this week. Immediately this morning, uh, Treasury started to sell off because you know the, the virus news is hampering it, but those levels are so low that any kind of sawtooth recovery is likely to prompt interest rates to rise. So I don't think you're going to have a broad-based lockdown. Sawtooth, yes, but again, stimulus, very likely outcome that should be very beneficial. And remember, a lot of this decent news, as you indicated, has been happening over the last several months when a lot of the stimulus benefits from round one had kind of waned. Right, absolutely. So uh, that's actually a very positive summation because I know a lot of people are worried about that. Let's turn to pets. I love pets. I love looking at all things pets. Pause, for example, the ETF has just recently hit a new 52-week high. You have Chewy on your brain here, a big catalyst behind that. Um, Pause, for example, is up about 40%, and Chewy has been clearly a pandemic winner. Everybody's ordering from home. It's, yeah, so you're keying in on half the story of, of pet care and Pause in particular. Um, in the early stages of the pandemic, absolutely, the pet food, pet supplies, pet retail, and of course, online pet retail uh, were very, very strong performers. There is another important leg to this that's particularly relevant as we're entering the election season, and that is pet health care. You know, the S&P 500 healthcare sector has been a 
notable underperformer with lots and lots of uh, overhang with regards to the outcome of the election and where healthcare may go. But the political winds are not particularly in effect with regards to pet healthcare. Doesn't take as much money to get pet therapeutics to market. And when you get there, there's no Medicaid for dogs and there's an opportunity to you know, make a profit there. So the, the counter cyclical piece, the fact that people spend money on their dogs, whether it's raining and, and cats, et cetera, whether it's rain or shine is very strong. But a little bit of an interesting idea here with regards to pet health care as an alternative source of health care exposure with less overhang. And about half the portfolio in pause is actually pet health care companies like IDEX yeah. and Zoetis. Zoetis, IDEX, uh, Trupanion, I just looked up because that's the one I have. It's up 200 percent. It's it's still a small, small market for pet insurance, but it is growing. But so far, small. Yeah. Tell me more about dividend payers. That's something on your mind, right? You focus on these dividend payers because they're important in the portfolio, aren't they? What are some names that you like to watch in stocks? You know, we we had a period at the beginning of the pandemic where there was a fair amount of dividend cutting in the S&P 500. And, you know, it prompted people to really think, how do I, you know, invest prudently for yield and total return in, in the equity markets? And uh, ticker NOBL, ProShares, S&P 500 Dividend Aristocrats ETF focuses not on companies with those big high yields, but modest and growing yields. Growth of those yields is really, really important. Right now, the uh, ETF yields about 50 basis points more than the S&P 500, but very consistent. Only one dividend cutter so far this uh, this year. And you've got lots of blue chip companies. You mentioned some of them. You've got Clorox and P&G and Target and lots of other sort of household names. The key to this story right now is what we like to call quality at a reasonable price. Everybody's thinking, where do I rotate away from if I'm worried about uh, the, the multiples on the high flying tech stocks? Our concern is just going to value may very well be a value trap. That recovery looks sawtooth. It may not be enough for the deep value and super cyclical names. But here you have consistent dividend growers trading almost as cheap as value, but much better credit ratings, much better balance sheets. And Target you had on that path. list, right? No, indeed. So you've got a mix of companies that have certainly, Target being one of them, that have been you know, very strong with regards to the kind of staples trade. Um, and lots of those companies, but uh, but many companies, a very broad uh, array of industries that are represented, and that uh, quality reasonable price story is a, a really, really important one. And you know, people think about, they're concerned about energy. There's only about two, 3% energy uh, exposure in, uh, in NOBL and the S&P 500 aristocrats. So we think it's a prudent place to rotate from, from technology, offer some modest yield, and a great complement to a fixed income portfolio that dials up uh, investment grade credit a little bit. 